Welcome back, everybody, to another fun-filled episode of the We Are Dull Show, brought to you by Hoppyhead Pro- Hoppy Productions. This is hard after 200 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to show you how professional we are by not retaking that. I mean, it's, uh, not, it's that much effort to just start over again, but nope, leaving that in. <laughs> Host A, Sean here. Host B, Danny. How are you doing, man? Oh, man. So, I'm doing pretty good. I came across a YouTube video, like, right before we recorded, where it was, like, a montage of kids, like, telling their moms dirty jokes. <laughs> nice. And, um, I thought when I heard one that I thought your, uh, your girlfriend might appreciate. Mm, oh, um, boy. What do what do what does tofu and a dildo have in common? <laughs> what? They're both a good substitute for meat. <laughs> Jeez. Because <laughs> uh... she's a a vegan, right? Mm-hmm. At least it could be worse. She could be a raw vegan. Those are just animals, like monsters. <laughs> Well, she can't technically call herself vegan because she will eat um, eggs and she will eat uh, honey. Okay. Well, she's but pretty much mostly like like more extreme than most vegetarians, but not full vegan. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's got their vices, I guess. And then, like, um, yeah, pretty much. Like dairy, um, she's lactose intolerant, so dairy's just kind of like one of those out of the question. Right. So, just because it's not about the point, it's about, you know, stomach pains at, <laughs> at two in the morning. <laughs> yeah, but there's some um, people that are lactose intolerant where they're like, as they're consuming it, they're like, it'll be worth it. And then when they're done eating it and they're suffering, they're like, it was not worth it. Kind of, kind of like how the governor of Florida just said that they, he was going to pull uh, school funding for the mass if any schools do mass uh, mandates. It'll be well, worth it. Well, I, my my favorite thing is like in Texas, you know, the governor who um, was doing all that stuff, except he caught COVID himself, even though he, you know, was telling people not to get vaccinated, even though he's vaccinated and he's um, getting treatment that's. Um, based on that like uses aborted fetus cells even though texas has like one of the strictest abortion policies in the country like if you know somebody who gets an abortion you can tell on them and they'll give you a ten thousand dollar reward um so he yeah so he he tells people not to get vaccinated even though he's vaccinated and he tells people that abortions are bad even though he's using aborted fetal cells so he's done he did the same thing where it's like if schools have mask mandates he's gonna like cut their funding and so schools were just like all right we'll just make masks part of the dress code like, you can't wear, like, spaghetti straps, and you can't wear shorts that are too short or skirts that are too short. Also, you have to wear something covering your face. That's, like, the school dress codes now. <laughs> Loopholes. Exactly. <laughs> Don't do as I do. Do as I say. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so, uh, what are you drinking today, Sean? Um, from, from our unofficial sponsor of Tavor, <laughs> uh, Weathered Souls, uh, Brewing Company. Um, this is the La 
Mango Nada. La Mango Nada. It is American Sour with Passion Fruit, Pink Guave, Mango, and Chili Lime Salt. Ooh, sounds fancy. It's, I think it's Chili Lime Salt by Twang. Like, uh, like the Aquabat line talks about when they're talking about nerds, how nerds are like Mexican candy. You know, <laughs> they have intent, like layers of flavor. That sounds like that. It just has. It could be like really good or just really like overpowering and just not good. Yeah. How is it? This one is pretty damn good. Um, like they let the natural sugars of the fruit help sweeten it so they don't need to like dose it with um, any more sugar. So it take so it's not very it's not sweet and it's not sour at the same time. Right. Like you, you get um you could tell it is a sour, like it's not like puckering sour or anything. Um but as you drink it, you know, you could you know you just by a little bit of the bit the slight bitterness and the mouthfeel, you know you know it's a sour, but the way they just blended the fruit in there just really helps. Um I don't know if I'm getting the the chili taste though but maybe it's just maybe something just like hidden in the background that i can't taste because you get you get a little bit of saltiness in there so i know it's in there right but mm, that's pretty solid yeah um weathered souls and the owner marcus he was the mind behind the black is beautiful um promotion that it's still kind of slowly rolling out because you know it wasn't just with beers they also um, had distilleries jump in on that with both like wineries and distilleries not just of like whiskeys but making like vodkas and stuff to come out faster so it's like one of those things where it'll be like you know we'll still be getting new black is beautiful uh, consumable materials for for a couple years depending on how long they age the whiskey bear if they like to age the whiskey if they don't want to make moonshine hmm Oh, that's pretty. That's pretty sweet. It's good to see that the it's still uh, going around though. Yes, that's like, that was kind of cool. Where like he just got more than just like a beer, like beer. So it's like it might be a couple, like it might uh, kind of fade away and then come back and then fade away and come back. But I know he's still he's still brewing the beer himself. I don't know if other breweries are, but I know like he semi recently posted on social media that he uh, got a distribution deal with like um, Walmart's in the area near his brewery and so he has like a he picked, took a picture of an end cap of some of his beers including the black is beautiful on the shelves mm-hmm. at walmart nice yes what are you drinking man oh man so as you were talking about your beer i was kind of looking at the label of mine and just i don't know if this was like supposed to be a joke or just like a, an unintentional pun kind of a thing but i'm drinking from um Casa Agria, um, Saison de la Casa. As you can tell by the and, and if you can't guess by the name, it is a Saison uh, farmhouse style ale. <laughs> it says it is our oak aged Saison blended to create a sum greater than their parts that we hope you enjoy. So this is blend number five that was bottled on 42720. 
And um, when I went up there to pick up my membership beers last time, like last month or the month before, I saw that they had this one in a different one, another one in bottles that I hadn't tried before. So I bought one of each. But um, the reason why I find it amusing is because, you know, I looked up their name to see what it meant, Casa Agria. And so like Agria is to make, means to make sour. So basically Casa Agria is the house of making sour. And this is the the Saison de la Casa, Saison of the house. So it's it's the Saison of the house of the house of making sours. (laughs) That'd be be a a place I would like to visit. (laughs) Well, if you have time, we can drive up there. It's like about a two hour drive from here. It's not like ridiculous. It's just a little bit north of like, it's like right around like, um, um, like a little bit north of like Venice. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's not like it's, it's not like it's, we're going to have to go there. And, and there's other breweries up in that area too. They're relatively close by like Topa Topa. And, um, you know, we can even hit up the, um, um, Firestone Walker, their, um, blendery that's in Venice. Hmm. So there's, uh, breweries close by. It's not like, like I said, like it's, we're going to have to go up there, spend the night and drive back because it's, we're driving to San Francisco. True. <laughs> but I'm drinking it out of my, uh, um, membership class for this year. And, uh, it's nice, man. It's, it's a little, it's a little, it's tart. Like it's supposed to be like a sour, but not like heartburn, you know, strip the enamel off your teeth. Um, definitely taste the, the oakiness in it. That would. You know, if 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 um, my wife was here, I would make the Full House reference. Did you ever watch Full House? Uh, here and there, not very much. You know, because the uh, the Joey Gladstone's character did was a voice actor on the show, because he did voices in his stand-up comedy, so they had to get a way to uh, shoehorn that into the show. And so, one of his shows mm-hmm. was like a woodchuck. And so, anytime somebody m- said the word wood or whatever, he would kick into that woodchuck voice and go, "Did someone say?" Wood. <laughs> and then everyone in the crowd, the studio audience at home, would just da- laugh hysterically. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's that's a drinking beer. Like it's you know sometimes you get the the size ons or the sours where you it's like a you know some wines where yeah you know what I can drink that with a meal, but I'm not gonna just sit there and uh, by the pool or something like that because it's just too intense. Man, the, the nice thing too about Casa Agria is I mentioned this before, and I'll bring it up again because it bears repeating that if you live in California or Nevada, you can order from them, and it's just ten dollar flat rate shipping, and they ship out like twice a week. So if you order on like Friday, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, it'll ship out on Tuesday, and then if you order Wednesday or like early enough, I guess on Thursday, it'll ship out on Thursday, and you'll get it for Friday, just in time for the weekend. Hmm. So. <laughs> But that's for ten dollars, not have to, that's good you know, to know. drive. Have to drive yeah. that far. That is true. That's a good ten dollars worth spent. Yes, both in time and gas money. But it's it's a nice place. Like it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's the only bad thing. So like it's not some place. Um, you're probably gonna you want to spend. You're going to spend that much time unless there's a food truck there and you, it's a good food truck that you want. But if you go there and there's no food or no food or that the food truck's something you don't want, then uh, you might even want to go there after you've eaten somewhere. Mm. 
because then uh, you won't feel the need to, you know, want to get the beer munchies, like eat before you go, get drunk, and then on the way home, stop it in and out or someplace like that and uh, satisfy your beer munchies. Yeah. That's that's probably how I would do it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, uh, the, it pop, this story popped up on my uh, Facebook feed. A couple different people were sharing it. That Toys R Us and Macy's have reached a deal where they're basically next year going to start in 400 different in 400 Macy's stores. They're going to have Toys R Us. The company that runs Toys R Us take over their toy toy department. Um, because apparently, according to Macy's spokesperson, the toys department at Macy's is the fastest growing department in the store, which is weird because I don't ever remember Macy's selling toys. So I guess that's if they went from having like one little like end cap display of toys to having a full shelf, that's like a, a thousand percent increase in toy sales. You know, num- mm-hmm. num- like whenever people get percentages increases. It's weird because you don't know the numbers. It's like, we sold one toy a year to now we're selling 10 toys a year. Okay, so you're only selling nine more. And it's like, yeah, but that's a thousand percent increase. So, I don't know, man. It'll be interesting, like, if they actually do sell toys. And they're also, they said it's supposed to be just be more than toys. It's supposed to be, like, like interactive zones for kids of all ages to have fun. Will there a place? Will they have a place for Danny to play Legos? I don't know. They did at Toys R Us, like regular, like and the Lego stores. We can go in there and like make little, like just random bricks. You just gotta push the kids out of the way. Get the fuck out of the way. It's even worse when building something and like a kid comes in and they're like, ah, oh, and they start adding stuff to your uh, what you're already building and messing it up, and you just gotta like punch them hard enough to where like they know to leave but not hard enough to where like anybody sees it happen exactly <laughs> oh man, <laughs> oh, man. Sometimes, sometimes I was that much of an asshole like today we were driving and I had a green light and somebody decided to get off the freeway make a right hand turn in front of me and they saw me coming and so of course their reaction was to, to stop like to hit their brakes because they freaked out and didn't know what to do as opposed to, you know, hitting the gas pedal. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> that and then we both happens. Target, so it was awkward for her. <laughs> Did you just constantly stare, yelling? No, I didn't say anything because my wife was with me. She's She doesn't like that. I have to be nice. I have to play nice, nice and all that. You're too nice to people. Yes. Just walk by and be like, and slice the tire. And just be like, whoops. <laughs> I mean, it was like somebody young, and so. But then my wife, you know, being like the every, every always try to find a positive spin. It's like, well, maybe she's in a hurry. Maybe this. Maybe, and it's like, well, if she's in that much of a hurry. Maybe she shouldn't be going to Target. Like, <laughs> oh man, that is true. So, <laughs> something else that's been uh, blowing up the front page of Reddit, um, OnlyFans announced that they're going to start banning sexually explicit material starting October 1st. Um, and to which people replied, wait, there's more than sex stuff on OnlyFans? That is true. 
<laughs> and so people were like, oh, man, that's that's stupid. Why are they doing that? That's, like, basically all of their business. Um, mm-hmm. But I was, like, actually, like, like reading other articles from, like, business um, sources as opposed to just, you know, Reddit comments. Mm-hmm. And... Well, I saw, and I saw somebody did mention this in one of the Reddit comments, and it was substantiated by a couple business articles I read that they don't want to have happen to them what happened to, uh, like, Pornhub and RedTube, where mm-hmm. um, master, like, basically all the credit card companies stopped taking payments from them. Gotcha. So, like, if you want to sign up for, like, um, like a Pornhub, um, you have to use, like, Bitcoin or something else. You can't necessarily use like MasterCard or credit card because, um, like the people felt that they weren't doing enough to keep, um, underage and other inappropriate porn off the site. So like one of the mm-hmm. things they did was to like kind of make the credit card companies happy was they got rid of a bunch of user submitted content, which basically got rid of like 70% of the porn on their site at that t- point. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, hey, we, we complied. We did what you wanted. And the credit cards were like, ah, it's too late. Like, um, you uh, you didn't do it soon enough. We're not coming back. And so, they didn't come back? Yes, that, that's the kind of same thing with OnlyFans, except those other sites have ways to make money, revenue through ads. Mm-hmm. You know, you get the, you know, better play this game alone because you won't be able to play two minutes without busting your load. You can, if you can play this game for two minutes without busting that, you're you're a savage. And it's like, oh, you're just trying to make challenge, issue me the challenge like that so that I download your game. And then when I play the game and it's dumb, then it's like you you caught me, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt I pulled for the crap. But uh, there's no ads on uh, to basically supplement that income on OnlyFans. Like it's all driven by people uh, paying money to the the users. Gotcha. But the funny thing about it is, there's like, especially one dude, I can't remember his name, but uh, he, a few different posts of his tweets have popped up about making, he's like, well, now that OnlyFans is banning, um, you know, pornography, the the girls are going to have to get real jobs. And people are like, wait, you're a professional streamer for Twitch. Um, and you're saying people might, women might have to get a real job? That's fucking rich coming from you. Like, wait until, like, something happens where you can't make money on Twitch anymore, and then you start crying, and then everyone will uh, take these screenshots and send them back to you. <laughs> you know? And um, but then and people are talking about how um, it's going to make it harder for sex workers to make a living and how being a sex worker is one of the most marginalized communities in the country. And it's like, ah. Really? Like, I mean, I understand, like, you know, the full libertarian in me is like, yeah, everything should pretty much everything should be legal as long as it's not like intent, like something actively harming somebody like, you know, like murder shouldn't be legal. Yeah. But, you know, hiring, hiring a prostitute that should be legal in more places than like the pony ranch or whatever it is. And outside of the Mustang Vegas, ranch, the Mustang ranch. Yes. I knew it was a horse themed. I <laughs> Horses were involved one way or another. Yes. <laughs> and I remember, and I even watched that, they had a reality show based on that place for a little while, and I watched some episodes of that. Mm-hmm. It was like a car crash. 
They had one there. I can't remember her nickname, but it was something Amy. And she was like the the hardcore veteran that had been there like 20 years or more. Must Wow. And yeah, and so like everyone's like all these hot girls and it's like they pick her and it's like, well, yeah, she's the veteran. She knows what she's doing. And it's like, ah, it doesn't seem like a, a, a brothel is a place where uh, seniority would be a, a, a benefit. <laughs> They don't, they don't follow the, 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 they're not, they're not union. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, we got news that everyone knew was coming. Um, it, uh, it was officially announced that starting in 2022, HBO Max is no longer going to have um, first run movies available on day of premiere in theaters. So you can't watch whatever DC movies are coming out. I guess uh, Shazam would be it. Um, Shazam. You can't watch that the day it comes in theaters um, on HBO Max like you did with like the Suicide Squad and the Justice League cut and whatever uh, God, Godzilla versus King Kong, all those movies that were uh, you could have stayed home and watched or you could see in theaters. So I guess basically they reached some sort of a deal with AMC and I guess maybe AMC fucking paid them money to stop showing the movies. It's like, come on, dude, you're killing us. So, it's like, um, when, um, like, uh, Netflix lost to The Office, how many, they lost, it's like, you know, they lost so many subscribers, it's gonna be the same thing, when uh, HBO Max is no longer showing first-run movies, but you're just gonna see the numbers dropping of their subscribers. I'm trying to think of a movie where something like that happens, where like a big countdown and it just starts falling. But I can't think of anything. I can't either. <laughs> I know there's movies where it's just like, like, just, like they're losing power or like fuel or something like that quickly, and it's just like the gauge is dropping. <laughs> do, 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 do. Like usually a plane. We're, we were yeah. losing fuel. The fuel line's busted. Yeah, and you can just see the gas gauge just like falling, or like the or the plane is plummeting, and they show the the altimeter, and you just see the altitude just rolling. Yes. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Another joke on that uh, inappropriate jokes told to moms was a uh, guy said told moms like, uh, "What do you do when your wife starts smoking?" What? Uh, you slow down and apply lube. Jeez. <laughs> and then the one, the joke that my wife found the funniest was, "What, what's, what is something that a seventy-five-year-old woman has between her breasts that a twenty-five-year-old woman that doesn't?" What? Her belly button. <laughs> oh man! So this is going to be interesting in the world of anime. Funimation and Crunchyroll have merged into one company. Yes, I believe so, the article said Sony's Funimation acquired the rest of um, uh, the shares for Crunchyroll. I forget. Well, I thought it was the other way. I thought I thought Sony. I could have swore I read that Sony was like trying to sell off Crunchy Funimation and Crunchyroll no. bought them. I thought it was... Ah. No, I thought it was the other way. 
If only there was a way to um, find this out. Good pod here, me searching. <laughs> well, because I'm trying to remember, somebody was going bankrupt and they're and they're cutting um, different um, parts of their business. Yeah, so Sony. Yeah, because I know Sony was like. Yeah. Um, yeah, it officially acquired oh, anime streaming service Crunchyroll from AT and T. That's okay. what it was because I couldn't figure out yeah, who the fuck owned it. It was like because I knew it was some oddball company, but it was AT and T. Yeah, like it, it kind of makes sense that Sony owns Funimation, but it's like why does AT and T own Crunchyroll? <laughs> yeah, and oddly enough, it was it, like they've been trying to do that merger for a while, but it was held up by an antitrust hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then well, the problem well, is, is yeah, um, it's basically a monopoly <laughs> on anime. Right. And so some people are happy that it's merging, but you know, I guess they're making they're thinking that like they can get all their anime on one streaming service, like we used to have with VRV before Sony or before uh, Sony bought Funimation. Yeah. Um, because they're both yeah, because originally it was. The selling point of VRV was you can get Funimation and Crunchyroll on one app, mm-hmm. but then they left, and now we got I can't remember the name of that other High Dive. That sucks. High Dive, yes. It was another one before, but it's High Dive now. Yeah. So, but then the other thing is like the people that make those like um, alarmist YouTube videos about, you know, like they'll post one, they'll find one tweet that they that they find, you know, bad or whatever, like with a bad take, and then they'll. Uh, like this is what all these, this is what people think, and it's like no, no, that's just that one person that thinks that. Because even in your like article, even in your YouTube video, you point out that nobody likes what that person said. It's like one per like, and you get sent all that shit by your your viewers. So it's like, you know, anime fans hate this, and it's like one person says, "I hate this," and then you try to generalize everybody. <laughs> but you know, they're kind of concerned, and it kind of makes sense is that Funimation does censor a lot of stuff. Yeah. And they or they like um, get them the anime rights to a show and either censor the hell out of it so you, you can't even watch it, or they just stop showing it because it's too inappropriate. And it's like, okay, well then if you never planned on showing it, or then why did you buy the rights to it? Did you just buy it so that other people can't have it? It's our toy, and now we put it away for ever nobody to be able to use. Right, we find this anime to be too offensive for the human eye, so we're going to buy the rights to it and then not let anybody watch it. And shut it down. Exactly. So, did you play the Back for uh, Blood demo, Sean? I sure did. Did you play much of it? Um, I didn't play as much as I wanted to, but I did finish... I guess so. I finished the first story mission thing and then i we were doing the second one but we were having some trouble at a certain part okay yeah i i did not finish the first story because a i didn't realize like i because everyone was like oh it's just like left for dead but i didn't realize that it's like a um, a much longer time commitment than left for dead was yeah and so like we kind of hit one point where we had a little bit like we were going like it was my first time playing and stuff and so we went through and we we're going pretty smooth and then, like, one point we died, and then as soon as we died, like, two people left. And it's like, okay, we just died once, and, like, it wasn't like we, like, um, have been stuck in the whole time. And it was like, we just barely died. Right? 
like we just kind of got separated so we couldn't save each other or whatever um and then we were going and then we made it to the final battle and we just kind of we died like three or four times and i'm like all right dude it's late i gotta go to bed so i left yeah no, but, I, but, I've, I've came to realize that the Back for Blood community is very salty, and it's going to be very important that you uh, have friends to play this game with. Right. Um, there's this guy that's popped up on my um, YouTube feed, and I've watched a couple of his videos, and he uh, he's pretty. He plays a Star Wars Battlefront too, and he's pretty good. And so if he, but if he gets like toxic players, like he'll have toxic players sending him messages and stuff and he'll, but he'll like challenge himself. Like he's like, I'm going to go in with like a super low character into this thing. And you know, he beats people and like, Oh, you're hacking. You suck. And he's like, all right, well let's play one-on-one. And then he goes in there and just beats them. Or they have, mm-hmm. he was like playing against one team where they were like, I guess there's this one level where if you, if you're the dark side, it's almost an instant win because there's all, it's like a raised level with walkways and there's like four different, um, uh, dark side characters that have Sith that have uh, force throw abilities. And so basically you just kind of group up and as anybody, get, if anybody gets close to you, close enough to you, you just use the force and throw them off the ledge. And so uh, he kind of like figured out a way to break through. Like there's a way to break through it, but it's, if you, you kind of have to be with a team of people that are, you, you can talk to or, or all know how to do it. But then they got all toxic and salty and started sending him messages. But then, like, the problem is, is, like, you know, anything like that where you need an online community, the most toxic and salty people are the first ones to complain that, why is nobody playing this game anymore? Why is this game dead? Where are all the new players? Right? Yes. (laughs) It felt like there was people that played way too much of it and were like literally had everything memorized and were just like speed running and i'm just like do 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 where what gun should i use like like where do i find shit like where are we going right because like it took me a minute to figure out how to heal because it's the game's not very intuitive you know like um like at least like some games where it's like oh okay i can see the if I push the like the directional pad this way, the the health thing pops up, or it even heals you automatically. But this one, it's like you have to push down the aim button and then hold down the fire button to actually heal. And it's like, oh, okay, I got it. So, and then it takes time, and I don't know, man. Like it took me a little while to figure out the healing process and how much. It, and even then, it was like the healing was super ineffective. Um, but yeah, man, this is. De- I mean. You know, even without the, the, the controversy of the zombies possibly uh, dropping the N-word, I already wasn't going to buy this game. <laughs> See, you, Did you hear about that? I thought we... I thought I heard something about it, but I I didn't pay too much of attention about it. That sounds about white. <laughs> Why would they make a zombie say that? because racism but like it's you know and they came out and they're like oh you know like we just kind of have like incoherent mumblings like that was no that was like not intentional like and this was the beta and it's like all right that's definitely like the first thing we're gonna fix we'll change the zombie sounds and then so i saw and i saw a couple videos and so there was some with a couple of the zombies and then there was one where you know the um 
somebody's like, wait, did they just drop the N-word? And it's like, no, no, it was one of the NPCs yelling uh, out the zombie-type stinger. You know? And so it's like, um, I want to say Colorado Avalanche? Um, one of the, there was a game, I'm not Avalanche, the Colorado Rockies, um, maybe, I don't remember, but it was a baseball game, and one of the guys at first base, um, like, wanted a fan kicked out of the stadium for calling him the N-word, and so, like, I don't know if they, I don't think they kicked him out of the game, but, um, in baseball, like, launched an investigation, and you can clearly see in the video that he's, like, looking towards and waving at the mascot and the mascot's name is dinger like a home run yeah and so i mean i guess to be safe we just need to ban every word that ends with g-e-r that's probably for the best i mean it's, it's not overreactionary or anything it's probably a, a safe a safe thing to do <laughs> you know there's more than just stranger there's more more danger to stranger danger than just strangers someone might misunderstand you <laughs> Um, yeah, I thought, yeah, but I mean, I, I like the game though. I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty fun. I mean, it is, is definitely a time sink. Like you have to be real. The other part that was nice is you could join matches in different parts of the level. So if you know you're limited on time, you could like join at like the third part. So that way you could just play the third and fourth part. Right. Which I thought that was interesting. you once to unlock it. Yeah, but that's fine. I mean, I assume everything's going to get there. Um, we didn't get to play with all the different characters, so there's like four characters that were locked. Or three of them, I can't remember. Um, and then there's, uh, there's more story mission. There's more story missions that will open up as come uh, October, whatever, 20th, I think. So yeah, but um, I I really I did enjoy it. I think um I think the one thing that I find very disruptive is the how difficult it is to take down a, a bruiser. That was that was like one of the biggest things. It was just like Jesus, right. like. And then, like, I, I, I guess in, like, the hard version, like, it's almost impossible to take those things down. Right, and you kind of want, like, the bigger zombies to be a little bit difficult. You don't want them to be, you know, the same as, like, just a standard, you know, generic soldier zombie, but there's got to be some sort of a happy medium. Yeah, like, one of the bruisers, like, glitched into the safe space and killed all four of us. Oh. Or, like, in a small... It was, like, a small room or something that they shouldn't have been right. able to get into. And it was just, like... And there's no room to run or hide. And it's just, like, boom, 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 dead. You know, and, you know... There, and there, a lot of games companies have stopped releasing um, betas. Um, because the general gaming audience are idiots. And so I did see some people calling it a demo and saying, man, this demo sucks. It's too buggy. It's this, it's that. And it's like, um, how many times did you read any of the words on the screen as you're logging into the game? Like any word at all? <laughs> or did you just like blindly push buttons and now you're in the game? Did you close your eyes and just push a lot of buttons and now you're playing? 
because it popped up a bunch that it was a beta and how gameplay will be different and how this isn't the finished version. And mm-hmm. I thought they did a pretty good job of uh, uh, informing people of that fact, but I guess not good enough for people who can't read. I am taking, I am canceling my pre-order. <laughs> or, yeah, this demo shows you why I don't pre-order games ever, because it's so buggy and, yeah, I don't know. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. I mean, I'm not going like, to pre-order the game, but I'm definitely going to probably purchase it. Yeah, I'm probably not, just because, you know, I have a bunch of games where it's like, ooh, we can play this game as a group, and then we maybe play for, like, 20 minutes, and then we're done. Like, uh, Overwatch. <laughs> that is true. Like, um, you know, when I, I, you know, talk to people who still play Overwatch and stuff, and they're like, oh, did you, do you play Overwatch? And I'm like, well, I did. And they're like, when, how long ago has it been? And I'm like, well, the last time I played Overwatch, um, Mercy's, uh, ultimate was Rise Everybody. And they're like, holy shit, that was a long time ago. <laughs> and I'm like, I know. Speaking of uh, games from a long time ago, Sean. (laughs) From a long, long time ago. Um, So I ended up powering through and uh, finishing Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3 from the the remastered version that came out. Um, So we talked about the first one. Um, I continued my renegade story of being asshole shepherd going through the galaxy you know killing reapers is the number one thing don't got time for other bullshit um so it was a uh, it was pretty it was pretty fun i'll have to say like it was a uh, we were i had to, there was a couple dlcs that came out that i never purchased that i was able to play as well um, that I really liked. I thought the Omega one in, in Mass Effect 3 was fantastic. And I also thought... Um, I thought the uh, the Leviathan one was also pretty solid. So um, I definitely have to say just like the the DLCs were just phenomenal. The, the Again, the story is great. And I, I can't recommend if you haven't bought the series or played the series... You should definitely pick up the remastered. You get three games in one and all the DLC. It is just a a solid gaming experience. So as part of your asshole um, run through, are you just banging everything you can? Um, I don't think you really get an option to, to do that. There's not like... It's not just like, uh, well, bang, okay. <laughs> and just go through there's not i think there's only like one opportunity in mass effect one to kind of do something shady like that that was it no just random bank parties nope nope no too too focused on uh taking care of the reapers you're uh you're too busy banging them to bang Yeah, too busy not trying to be murdered. You're, yes, too busy murdering. And uh, yeah, that part true too. Killing all the different people. Um, 
I mean, I know the dra- the dra- the graphics look a little better, but it's not like they completely like went back and redid all the, you know, the art for anything. So, like, and it's crazy too. Like, they didn't really update like any of the, they didn't update any of like the gameplay at all either. So, like in Mass Effect One, they have a weird system for ammo and how the gun overheats. Uh, basically is kind of how much um, how much ammo you have because you can't just constantly shoot because your gun overheats so um, so there's nothing any major changes like that but I think I think it's still uh, pretty solid it holds up mm-hmm. nice and an even older game did you play? Well, uh-huh. I guess I don't, I don't know if it's older, but it just feels older because, like, like uh, Grand Theft Auto Five, they're just gonna milk the shit out of this game. Yeah. So they just they announced this week at one of the conventions, uh, Bethesda said that they're making a Skyrim anniversary edition. Uh, basically, it'll be the they're gonna release it November 11th, which is. 10 which is uh the 10 year anniversary of Skyrim. So we will have and, and like pretty much your birthday. Yeah. We'll have like eight different versions of Skyrim before we get the next Elder Scrolls version. <laughs> um so with this edition though, if you already bought the collector's edition on your PS4 or Xbox um 1X you can upgrade for free to this version, so you don't have to rebuy it, which is cool. Um, I was kind of surprised about that. Uh, but they basically took like a bunch of game mods that were in uh, that were in the community, and they took like 500 of them, and they're putting them in the game. Well, they so better put the Thomas the Tank one in, the Thomas the Train one in. Yeah, yeah. So at least you'll have time to go fishing. In Skyrim now. (laughs) (laughs) Pick flowers and go fishing. Fuck the world. Exactly. Oh, man. (laughs) It's it's, it's pretty crazy that they have, you know... I mean, I guess it's a thing of... uh, If it's making you money, why stop? Like... Exactly. You know, it's it's just easier for... Like, it's easier for... um, them to just kind of come out with like minor updates for Grand Theft Auto Five, like how they came out with the the um, casino, like I guess semi recently, but it's been probably been a couple a year or two now. Um, but then it you know, and if they're making money, why why make something new if people are still buying the old thing? And I'm I'm actually impressed that they're uh, making it a free upgrade and not like um, nearly free of charge. Like uh, what game was it that? Where they came out with, uh, we talked about a couple weeks ago. They were coming out with the uh, the version for the PS5, and it was like, oh, you can you only have to pay like twenty dollars instead of forty dollars for it. Are you talking about Ghost of Tsushima? Yes, that one. Yeah, so it was twenty dollars to get the expansion pack and thirty dollars to upgrade and get the expansion pack for the PS5. Right. So if it's like, oh, it's only a uh, ten dollars cheaper for you know nearly yeah. free of charge yeah it's basically ten dollars to get the updated version yes 
So, um, I finished the season for the Bad Batch, which when I was like, when I saw how many episodes, it said that everything I read said there was only supposed to be 14 episodes. Mm-hmm. And like when the 14th episode ended and I'm like, this seems like a really dumb season ending episode. And, and then, then there was I'm more. Like, and then I was like, but then I was like, well, I won't talk about it. I'm going to wait like another week to see if there's another episode. And then sure enough, there was like a 15th episode. And the way the 15th episode ended, it was like, oh, man, this ending would be amazing, but would piss off so many people just because it was like so open ended. Like they were on um, Camino where they make the, uh, the planet with basically all water except for like the floating uh, building structures where they made. And that's where they made the clones. Where yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi flew and met Jango Fett for the first time. Yes. And so, basically, the Bad Batch got trapped on there, and um, they were gonna like they started opening fire on Camino, mm-hmm. and that's the way the show the episode ended. And then it's like, oh man, if they end it like this, this will be amazing, because then it's like you got the next, you got a whole like however long before the next season comes out to just fucking, you know, marinate on the on this scene of them, you know. But then, of course, you know, um, they had to come out with one more episode. And the one member of the Bad Batch that kind of left them um, because his uh, he, his clone ship kicked in. Um, you find out that, you know, I'm in a little minor spoilers, but you find out that, like, he had his, he had to have his clone ship removed. And that was just the way he felt. Those were his feelings. And that he thought that they abandoned him, even though it's like, wait, there's. There's four of them and one of you. Like, why? Why did they abandon you? Didn't you abandon the four of them if, it, if they were all supposed to stick together? Um, so like the season ended where like he was given he was like given the choice to like go with them or you know hope the Empire finds them and rescues him. And he's like, I'll take my chances with the Empire. And then they like start they fly away and you know long sad goodbye. And that's the way the epi- the series the season ended. It's like cowards. That should have been like the first episode of season one. I mean, season two, I mean. You know? Yeah. Like, it would have been way better. Like, I would have given that, I would have loved the show way more if you would have just ended with Camino just like taking fire. And then, no, like, you just see from the outside, like, from the Star Destroyer's view of them um, uh, shooting. And then, like, maybe even like ending, like, there's a point where, like, the commander asks somebody, it's like, status report and it's like all the buildings are are down and that should could have been the, that should have been the end of the season yeah but, but I, they don't want to make people like sad and think yeah <laughs> yeah i started watching watching it because i was looking for something a little different to watch and um it's it's an interesting show i thought it had some funny parts i i on the opening scene i thought i was gonna have to turn it off because i I really hate the droids in that series, in that like universe, because they're so like annoying. I think I just like they're them... almost like over the top. Like they, you know, it kind of was accidental in the trill in the in the in the in the prequel trilogies, mm-hmm. but now anything after where they just kind of make them um, exaggerated comic relief. Yeah, they're super. I find and I find it super annoying. Like I can't watch it. That's. Part of the reason why I couldn't watch Clone Wars is because uh, um, everything just was not taken very serious. I know it's a, I know it's a kid show, but God, dude, it was just so fucking um, over the top, like everything. 
was not even like a hint, like some sprinkles. It's just fucking like, let's put in a gallon of fucking shit in this to make it so. So I was, I right. was pretty irritated about it. Um, but no, I I I was pleasantly surprised at how much I've enjoyed it so far. Um, the story's pretty interesting with what's going on with everything. Um, and the characters seem pretty cool. I mean, Wrecker's a little over the top, but he can be pretty lovable at times. Um, but yeah, so no, pretty solid. And remember this, good soldiers follow orders. Yes, good soldiers follow orders. But yeah, I mean, I, the, the characters are like, well, I know like a lot of people don't like, um, why well, I can't think of her name, but the girl clone. Omega. Omega, yes. A lot of people don't like her and stuff. And it's like, well, you know, people have, especially in like fandoms, they have super short fucking memories because like the first couple seasons, people hated um, Osaka. I can't think of her name. The apprentice under Anakin in the Clone Wars. They I showed don't up know. In I didn't watch it. <laughs> but she showed up in The Mandalorian too, played by um, Rosario oh. Dawson. Oh, um, got you. But anyways, um, she was, like, universally hated in the first couple seasons of Clone Wars, and then by the end, she became, like, a super-beloved character. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, now people are pointing, like, use her as the example of, like, ultimate character growth, where it went from, like, she was basically just, like, whiny kid to, like, a badass in the Force, and a fighter, and even, like, a leader. Oh, holy shit, so, shocking news, kids can be fucking annoying. Right. <laughs> And so, because people are like, wait, why is she doing this? Why is this? Why are they listening to her? Why is this? Why is that? And it's like, dude, because she's a fucking kid. And, you know, if you put yourself in, like, the mindset of a kid, yes, it makes sense. Like, as an adult watching it, it's fucking stupid. You know, like, there's <laughs> that way there's that subreddit, kids are fucking stupid. <laughs> no. Right. And so, like, you find some pretty interesting uh, information about her, which, you know, again you know, rustled the jimmies of many Star Wars fans and just ignited so many uh, videos and, um, like, Reddit threads of debate about, you know, Star Wars contradicting themselves or whatever. And, like, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, uh, and he was like, we were talking about that, and he's like, wait, Star Wars contradicts itself? Oh, because we're talking about in the original, like, trilogy, and I made a bad joke, because we were talking about Lego sets, and it went to... um, he sent me a picture of like the little tiny Millennium Falcon they have, and he's like, "How does, how do you, how does um, Han fit in there?" And I said, "You can force him in." And it was supposed to be a bad pun involving you know Jedi's in the Force, I'm like. Mm-hmm. But he was like, "But Han," and he was like, "But Han doesn't believe in the Force," and I was like, "Yeah, but how come Chewbacca doesn't remember the fact that you know he fought in a war, in a battle alongside multiple Jedi to save his home planet?" <laughs> <laughs> like happened in the pre- in the prequels. But yet, you know, he's chilling. You know, it's like like when Luke's like, "I gotta go see Yoda." Chewie wasn't like, "Oh shit, Yoda." Yoda, I know this guy. Guy owes me five bucks. Right, and he was like, "I gave him a piggyback ride when we fought the robots to save my planet." It was nothing. So, mm-hmm. you know, for people to say like the especially the new the sequels where it's like they contradict themselves, and it's like every Star Wars movie has horrible like convenient plot points and contradictions like 
you know, it seemed pretty convenient that, you know, on an entire swamp planet, Luke uh, crashes X-Wing pretty much right in front of Yoda's house. <laughs> right? And they're like, well, that was the power of the Force. And it's like, all right, well, then there's the answer for all of your questions about the pre-sequels, the Force. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so they did announce um, a second season. Not sure exactly when it's coming out, but it has been announced. Okay. And so, I mean, watching this did make me want to go back and watch The Clone Wars. I know the first couple seasons are pretty rough from what I heard. Um, but if you do want to watch Rebels, I mean, not Rebels, a uh, Bad Batch, like, you don't really necessarily need to watch Clone Wars, but if you want to watch, because they did make an appearance in the original, um, in Clone Wars, but it was, like, the final season, and it was, like, the first, like, three or four episodes of the final season is when the Bad Batch show up. Got you. So and then this is like, a the spin off of on, Yes. And so like okay. the only thing you'll kind of miss out on is when like certain characters show up where it's like like I see them and they're like they if they have a name, especially if they're a clone and it's like they have a name and it's like, "Oh, they must have been important in the Clone Wars cartoon." I don't know how, but they must have been important. Okay, I'll go with that. That they're important. Yes. You know. Um so we, you know, I you watched an anime, and because you watched it, I finished it last night. And I thought I had watched more episodes. I watched had watched four episodes, and my fucking like ADD was kicking in last night, and so which should have taken me just a couple hours, ended up taking me like seven hours to watch the final like eight episodes. <laughs> so I would like like watch a little bit and get up and like fidget with something, and then sit back down and go fidget with something else, and then pause it and go back and so it, like it should have just taken me like like what. Two and a half, three hours at the most took me like seven hours. <laughs> but it was, um, I've been killing slimes for 300 years and now I'm leveled up, right? That's the official, like, full title of it? Uh, yes. But, uh, pretty much. It, uh, it is, uh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, I've been killing, I've been killing slimes for 300 years and I maxed out my level. That's it, I maxed out my level. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I don't know what your thoughts were, but I mean, I don't think it was anything. It was just a very casual watch. Like nothing ever crazy happened, you know. Every play, every character, like had a um, had like a unique quirk that always showed up to present that quirk during the episode as they as they onboarded, and it was just more of a. I think it was just more of a easy easy peasy anime just to like chill and watch like you didn't really have to pay attention to get what was going on right and that, i was actually thinking this would be a perfect anime you know and i'm going to commit a little bit of anime blasphemy here but this would be a perfect anime to watch uh dubbed mm-hmm. because like like I, I know for me at least i don't know about you but and i know a few other people that say the same thing like they kind of prefer to watch anime with subs but it's a thing of if there's an anime where they don't need to or don't want to pay like hardcore attention to it then they just throw it on like, mm-hmm. um, and i know i think you do the same thing like if you're like folding laundry or doing something like that where you're watching the show but kind of looking down every once in a while um yeah you want you, you'll watch the the dubbed version yeah i mean i i will watch dub just because it is um it's something to where it's like it's more background and i don't really want to be overly focused on it i don't need to to your point like doing laundry or doing other small things right and 
you know, one of the things I thought was kind of funny about the show is that it's it's both like hyper cutesy and like hypersexual at the same time. <laughs> Who says girls can't have their own their own harems? Right. <laughs> like sisters, but then like they do take a lot of baths together. Which I mean, they don't do anything weird in the baths except for like the, the when the demon king shows up, she's a little weird. But she's um, like the best character. Yeah, she not is. The, not, well, not the demon king, the other demon. Beelzebub. I was going to yes. say yes. Actually, I was going to say Beelzebub this is my favorite character, yeah. too. Um, but then um, there was one episode um, where, like, you know, like, she ends up, like, basically, like, the, the premise of the show is, like, all these people come and either, like, challenge her. And, like, she beats them, and all of a sudden she takes them in to her house. Or they, like, there's a couple where they just need help with something, and she's like, oh, you can come into my house. And so at one point, like, because she's been killing all the slimes, the spirit of the slimes show up in the form of these twins. And she takes them in. And then one one of the episodes, um, the girl turns into – they wake up, and, like, she's resorted back to her slime form. And so she's, like, trying to find – the um like a way to change her back and so Beel- she calls beelzebub and beelzebub's like oh the you can go talk to the intelligent slime it lives in our kingdom and it's like okay so what's the intelligent slime's names uh, i just told you it's the intelligent like i don't know why this episode was just like the perfect like example of what the show is it was like just corny with the names um and so they have to go to intelligent slime and then they have to go to wizard slime and there was one more, and then they go to find Fighter Slime. Yes. And so, like, they have to enter this tournament. Of course, Beelzebub is there going to enter the tournament, too. Um, and so it comes down to the semifinals, where it's the main character against some dude, and then Beelzebub against Fighter Slime. And so the main character beats her dude, and so she's like, all right, the Beelzebub-Fighter Slime fight is going to start. All, fight, all Beelzebub has to do is uh, just lie down, and I can fight Spider Slime and beat Fighter Slime, and get tips on how to turn the slime back to a person. And yes. then the fight starts and Beelzebub just knocks her out with one punch. <laughs> and like that, that, that moment right there was the one moment that made me just laugh out loud. Like I was just, that was okay. That was like Beelzebub right there. Like her, her mentality and the main character was like, what the hell did you, what, what did you just do that for? She's like, don't worry about it. You know, it's like well, I want to. You know, I want to do. I want to finish our fight rematch. And she's like, yeah, but I needed to um, <laughs> to to beat her to get you know information. And so Beelzebub like basically did the same thing where she beat the fighter slime, got the information without telling the main character. But but yeah, man, that that moment. I don't know why, man. It just it made me laugh. Like I even rewound it and watched it again and still laughed the second time. Like. <laughs> Or when um, they're like making the the elf is like feeding them mushrooms and they're like, are they po-? like she's like none of the mushrooms I picked are poisonous. But then she grew some in her room, and she didn't clarify that those possibly could be poisonous. And so the main character turned back into a little girl. And so then uh, they go to the the, the the demon king and she's like, oh this sorcerer who lives on the top of this world tree that you're gonna have to basically like take this huge ass expedition to get to has the medicine and so she gets up there and come to find out the medicine is made by this character that she helped earlier in the season and it's like <laughs> uh you do this the whole time and she's like oh 
I guess I forgot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is, it's not a bad show. It's just, again, you're not going to, like, you know, it, it's not worthy of awards, but it's not no. something that you're going to, like, regret. Yeah. No, much more just casual. Casual, cutesy, wholesome fun. Yes, with some weird, um, like, obsession with, like, boobs and other sex-type jokes in a weird way. Like, ca- like, sexy light, I guess. <laughs> so uh, I finished an anime happens. on Netflix. I've been, you know, I've kind of been enjoying watching animes on Netflix because they're all dubbed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but the problem is, like, one of the weird things about watching anime dubbed is if you watch it with the subtitles, it's like... How come the subtitles and the words don't match? You know, like, I understand, like, it's like, you know, like, translating isn't an exact science. Like, if you say something in Japanese and then you, you know, translate it to English and then you translate it to Japanese or any other language, it changes its meaning completely. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one of the problems my wife has. Like, when you watch, you know, any, watch any movies or TV shows, she always has the subtitles on to help her hear. Well, not to hear, but so she knows what's going on in case she misses something. Yeah. Um, and so it gets annoying when she's like hearing one thing and reading something else. Um, and so basically the premise of the show is this high school girl has a crush on her one of her classmates. And so she goes up and instead of saying like, you know, I love you or, you know, I have a crush on you. She she says, I'm a huge fan of yours. And then she's like, wait, why the hell did I say that? And then he's like, wait, you are? And she was like, yes. I, you know, like double down on it instead of like correcting. But then come to find out that he writes um, shoujo manga. And he's like, I didn't know anybody knew it was. Oh, and she, he, he, well, he's like, he, he's like, oh, you're a fan. So he gives you an he, he signs an autograph for her. And she's like, oh, thank you. And like goes to walk away. And she's like, wait, what the hell just happened? Like, why would he sign an autograph? And so she gets home and. She's like reading her manga and then she sees like the signature and she's like, wait a minute. And she looks at the paper and comes up. That's how she discovers it's him. Like he's the writer of the manga that she reads. Um, and so basically she ends up becoming his like assistant and comes to find out that like other kids at the school, like one of them does the background and one of them is kind of the basis of this one. His friend, his male friend is like the basis of the female character. And so, like, as soon as she discovers that she can't unsee it whenever the guy kind of acts dramatic, it's like, oh, my God, he is her, you know? Um, That's pretty funny. Well, I don't think I named the name, said the name of the show even. It's called Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun. <laughs> and so, um, but my favorite character in there, like, they just keep talking about this character, the prince, that all the ladies love, the prince. And then when you finally meet the prince... It's a it's a it's a it's a female student. <laughs> but all the like, there's an episode where it's raining and like the two main characters don't have an umbrella and they're like, well, like he's like coming up with like an idea for a manga where like the main girl is like, I forgot my umbrella and all the guys rush up and it's like, here you can use my umbrella and like they're all and then in the background, she's walking out and she's like, oh no, I don't have an umbrella and all like these girls run out from everywhere and it's like, here you can use my umbrella and they're like walking out in a huge mob. Of, of umbrellas because everyone wants their umbrella to cover her. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. It's, it's very similar in like, I guess, um, 
filling slimes in that where it's just like it's something that you can have on like in the background um but there's a lot of there's a lot of funny moments a lot of um like misunderstanding you know type humor but it's not like super cringe it's just like high school stuff but then or somebody will just say something and then the guy like starts using it for manga inspiration and they're like no fucking live life you know not everything has to be about the manga yeah um and so it's, it, but yeah, it's pretty funny. Like if you have Netflix and you like on, anime, it's uh, it's I, I highly recommend watching it. It's only twelve episodes, um, easy watch. It's dubbed, so it's in English. You don't have to do any reading. Um, that's always that's always nice. Yes, and then I watched this movie starring a uh, Bob Odenkirk. He's a comedian. Started off like doing writing for comedy shows, and then kind of started doing acting comedy stuff but um this one's an action movie called nobody um did you ever see the movie history of violence no i did not so did you did you watch archer yes i have so they're, they they do a parody of um history of violence in like the second or third season of archer where it's like the the bob did you see the Archer Bob's Burger crossover episode. Yes, I did. No, I remember so that, that one. That whole that whole intro is um, a scene from basically a scene for scene uh, recreation of the opening scene of A History of Violence, and the fact that you know where he doesn't remember who he is. That's basically like that whole episode is a history of violence. So he's like working at a coffee shop. They come in to to rob him and stuff, and he just beats the shit out of him, and he's like, I don't know what's going on and then like the Russian mafia shows up and then he uh, ends up taking up taken off to find out why they want him and come to find out he's the brother of the head of the group mm-hmm. right and so this movie nobody somebody described it as a, a combination of like history of violence and okay like this guy like the opening of the show is just like um, time lapse of the same shit happening every day for like months where it's like wakes up makes coffee you know, goes to work or whatever, and then, like, once a week, like, he's, like, the trash truck is out there, like, pulling away as he's taking the trash to the curb, and then, like, he's inside getting coffee, and his wife's like, oh, you, you missed the trash truck again, you know, and it's just, like, mundane, and then his house gets broken into, and um, he kind of gets the, the, his son comes down and tackles one of the robbers, and he kind of has a jump on them, and ends up letting them go, and um, the daughter's, like, the next day, the daughter's, like, kind of stressed out. He's like, he's like, what's the matter? He's like, I can't find my kitty bracelet. And so he's like, well, where was it? And she points to the bowl where, like, he just had, like, a bunch of... When they're like, where's your cash? And he just pointed to the bowl. And so they just cleaned out the, the bowl. And so the whole, like, he's, like, hunting down... He ends up hunting down the robbers to find, get the kitty bracelet back. And then from there, like, it turns into John Wick, in a way. And Because he, he's not who he... Who he, who he he seems to be. Um, it's a pretty good movie, though. Like, it's definitely worth watching if you uh, can come across it. I, you know, old man style, got the DVD through Netflix, but <laughs> of course you did. Of course I did. Yes. Um, but I can't imagine that it's not on a streaming service somewhere because it's been out for a couple years at this point. Um, but yeah, like there, like I saw a little bit of like a couple minutes of the behind the scenes, like because it started playing right after the movie ended. Um, and they're talking about how like Bob Odenkirk had never done action before, and even he was like, "Yeah, man, I was a comedy writer for 
for years, and now I'm doing action movies, so they kind of talk about how they had to uh, not just not only train him, but kind of set up the, the choreography for the stunts to make it where it didn't look awful for somebody who's never done action before. Um, it's like one of the things that I appreciate about like modern action movies um, is when people get into fights, like they show that like, dude, it's not glamorous. Like getting into a fight isn't fun. Like, like they're fucking in pain and they're like out of breath and, you know, mm-hmm. like getting punched, like, or getting hit over the head, getting over hit over this like the back or the shoulder or whatever with like a stick. You can't just get up and like shake it off and it's like, oh, you made a horrible mistake, like, you know. Or if you've been in an extended fight, that's why like boxing, um, the round the rounds in boxing is only like three minutes because it's fucking tiresome to can like throw punches and defend yourself from somebody. Um, but yeah, and it's if you like action movies, especially if you like uh, history of violence or John Wick type movies, this is definitely something you should watch. Okay. Nobody. Name of the movie. <laughs> Nobody knows. Yes. <laughs> but you know what I'll be reviewing next week, Danny? What's that? Ghost of Tsushima. The the new edition. With uh I'm currently playing the um the new DLC, the Icky Island and um so I'll be doing that next week, and in a few more weeks we'll have the new Legends um, game mode, the 2v2 uh, game mode that's kind of like Gambit, so I'll have that for us in a few weeks. Yeah, I started watching a new anime on Netflix called Darwin's Game. Okay, nice. I know me and you have also watched uh, a couple episodes of the new Marvel's What If on Disney+. Plus. We'll oh, yeah, probably I have, that. yeah. I'm at the mask. <laughs> you know I'm what? Sure. I've been getting this bad habit. Like, I have the list in front of me, and, like, I'll talk about something, and then as we're wrapping up the next topic to go to the next one, I, I put an X in front of it, and so then I guess my mind saw the X, and it's like, oh, we must have already talked about that. I have <laughs> I've done it a couple uh, times. That's uh, all good. I was, sa- I was saving you. You didn't have to throw stones at yourself. No, if, if I could call you out for your bullshittery at the beginning of the show, I can call myself <laughs> out for the show. It's only fair. Fair enough. So we'll, but I we'll did see. You... Um, I, I was at Target today, and they already have, um, at least one set for the what if. They had the um, from the first one they had um, Captain Carter with Steve Rogers in the, um, Hydra Smasher, with the Red Skull and the Cosmic Cube. Wait, oh, they had Steve Rogers. Well, I mean, they had the character, the the, the minifigure Steve Rogers, but then they also had apparently that big. That the thing that they built for him is called the Hydra Smasher. Got you. So they didn't have uh, Carter. No, no, it had. She was in there too. So it was, it, oh, it was gotcha. Carter, okay. Steve Rogers, okay. and Red Skull were the minifigs that came with. Oh, and then it came with you. the Hydra Smasher. Oh, 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 my bad. I thought it was I just it was... Rogers in that, and I was like, holy shit, man. No, Damn. they're not. Like they, they fired the dude. Well, not, not, like I don't know if they fired him, but they moved him to a different department. The dude that. Um, refused to make movies or action figures with women in it because nobody would watch that or buy that. Like, which is why uh, Black Widow got screwed out of at least a couple of sets. Like the main one that people were pissed about was in um, the Avengers where um, it was either Avengers or Captain America where she like uh, jumps out, like drops out of the um, he- uh, 
the little the jet on her, on the motorcycle to pick up Steve Rogers' shield yeah. because he like threw it in and it fell and hit like on the road, and so she like had to go get it for him. So they came out with that set and it it had Captain America but not Black Widow, and everyone's like, dude, this is the set that should have had Black Widow. Like, <laughs> if any set had Black Widow, this is the one because Steve Rogers wasn't in the jet and he wasn't on the motorcycle. And I think that was kind of the beginning of the end for that dude. And they, well, that and the fact that he um, pretty much almost um, refused to make uh, Civil War because it's a Captain. It's a you know, it's like the budget was too high for a Captain America movie, and they're like, no, this is like a big story. It's important. Like you need to get all these characters in it. And he's like, no, you just need. And he's only going to give like a couple characters for the budget. <laughs> you know. Jeez. Yeah. Terrible. Like it was like gonna be like Iron Man, um, uh, Winter Soldier, Black Widow, and uh, Captain America. I think were like the ones, the only ones he wanted in the movie. <laughs> Jeez, which would have cut that movie in like by by half at least. Yeah. <laughs> oh, terrible. We didn't cut our budget though, so you could still fo- follow us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, all those fab Jeep. Fabulous places. <laughs> you can follow us on, <laughs> on uh, Instagram and Facebook and Untapped. All those magical places. Magic. This magic moment. <laughs> uh, Alright, everybody. We'll see you next time. Have a good one. Later.